attachment to the outcome, right? Okay, yeah. if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, we're not. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been, we've been talking a lot in the recent weeks about our beliefs, um, our boundaries, our worthiness, and all that kind of great stuff. And um, so tonight I'm with Zandra, with Mike, with Sarah, and we're diving into attachment because while we want to be committed to our goals and our results, one of the best words of advice I ever received was the results are, are everything, but the results are absolutely nothing. And by that, they meant the results are meaningful. You can learn a lot from them. But at the same time, you don't need to be completely attached to did I or did I not get those results. So ladies, I know last week, we had Zandra introduce herself and she gave us a little introduction to who she was and what she was doing. And so now without any warning whatsoever, I'm going to ask Sarah to give us a brief introduction to herself, her website, how we can reach out to her and connect with her. And then we're going to jump straight into attachment. Well, okay then. <laughs> uh, I'm Sarah Whalen. I'm a holistic health coach and an MBIT master coach. Um, you can find me at sarahwhalencoach.com. Uh, I host Nourish with Beth, so you see us in here regularly. And uh, I'm working with well, one program I have coming up is to uh, work with uh, women who want to reverse type 2 diabetes, and we'll be managing that process through diet. So that's a coaching program that I have coming up, should be starting in about six weeks or so. And, um, but mostly I just work with uh, finding health and balance in all aspects of your life. Uh, working in health is not just about the food that you eat. As we know, it's about everything that's on your plate as well as, and even more so the stuff that's not on your plate. It's how the, all, all of the other aspects of your life are integrated and in balance. Uh, so <clears throat> um, we work on, you know, everything from your home environment to finances and education and uh, physical activity, spirituality, joy, social life, all of those aspects that go into making us feel whole and connected. So that's basically what I'm up to right now. Awesome. So with no attachment to the outcome for Mike, who's being connected and disconnected, apparently, <laughs> um, he just sent a message that He's been disconnected and he's going to try and get back in again. Um, so while we thought he was frozen, he's actually, you know, not actually there. It's just his ghost and shadow in the room. That's all. Um, so how can we work on this idea of I'm committed to my goals, 
but not attached to the outcome, not, not suffering from attachment of it has to be. Well, I have possibly a unique perspective on that. Um, I think that the more attached you are to an outcome, to a very specific outcome, the more you restrict and inhibit your innate creativity to find the best possible outcome. So, and that's just by the nature of um, our brain trying to categorize and quantify and encapsulate things and keep track of them. Uh, the less attached you are to the specific outcome, but rather setting an intention of and working toward the best possible outcome, mm-hmm. that's where you create that freedom of space, of uh, relaxation in your mind and your soul to become fully creative and think of innovative and new ways that you haven't thought of before. And that's where the marrow of creativity can come from um, just being able to access, you know, that, that deep well of wisdom and knowledge that we have um, and inspiration from outside places that we might not have considered. Yeah. I know for me, one of the things that I had to come to grips with probably about four or five years ago was being committed to my goal but not to the plan or path of how I was going to get there. And so when I started on, I'm working on this goal and my plan failed. Attachment was about saying this plan isn't working. And rather than quitting the goal, readjusting the plan, being open to maybe this isn't the way to get there. And so, so many times, at least in my life, I've mixed up commitment to a goal with commitment and attachment to a particular plan or path of this is the only way to do this. It's not the only way to do this. Okay. And so the moment that I, I open up to the possibility of, yes, I want to be fit and healthy, but what does fit and healthy look like? Or what does vibrant health look like? There are so many ways of getting there. The question is, is it working or not? And if it's not working, non-attachment means take a step back, have a look at my results, say, this is not working, and be willing to let it go and try another way. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Sandra. Well, I think, too, part of it is that when we think about attachment, we're really thinking about the part of our brain that's called the ego. <laughs> yeah. Our ego doesn't like to fail. Yes. So when we don't reach our goal or our desired outcome that we think we so desperately need, we need that new iPhone mm-hmm. um, and that's going to bring joy, going to bring happiness into our life. And then when that doesn't materialize, our ego kicks in and says, huh, look it, you're not worthy of that. Yeah. So if you take a step back and really look at 
joy and peace and happiness comes from within. Yeah. It doesn't come from the shit out there. <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm living proof of this today. <laughs> Um, I had an attachment (laughs) strong attachment I think is just the root of all suffering yeah Um, I I recall with absolute clarity and this was one of the most frightening things that I had ever heard and I was probably about 16 years old and I was walking down the sidewalk with my mom and we stopped at a place where we were looking at our house and, and she said, I just want to build an atrium off the library right there and then I'll be happy. And I tell you, my blood just ran cold because her <laughs> happiness seriously was tied to that specific outcome and that demonstration um, visibly to other people of what her happiness was going to be. It was just this pivotal moment in my life um, where I realized that attachment to things could lead to nothing but pain and suffering for all time. And ultimately when uh, my parents divorced and she lost that house, She was absolutely, positively devastated, lost her identity, and barely recovered. Tied to that, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and yes, and 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 we do, and then we tie our our identity to this one moment in time, this one thing. And I I know for me. at university, you know, it's like, I'll be happy when I finally finish university. And you finish university, you have the degree in your hand. And now what am I going to do with my life? Especially because you spent four years focused on the only thing that matters is this piece of paper. And then once you have that piece of paper, there's this huge letdown. Because yes, there's the joy of having achieved it, but you never thought past it. Right. Like, what does it actually mean in your life? What are you going to do with it that's going to add real value to your intrinsic self? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How are are you going to have? What's that going to contribute to you? And I think the other thing that we really need to remember is that if we work on our own mindset, we can really put that ego brain into a closet and it it takes some time to, to really work on the mindset. It's not easy. Um, But if you do daily mindset work, that helps. And, and the material stuff isn't going to bring happiness into your life. Your happiness comes from inside. Yeah. So I learned that pivotal lesson at an early age. However, living it in my real life was another story. (laughs) And for a couple of decades of my life, I was an absolute, utter and total control freak. And I liked to control 
every single step, every turn, every adjustment, every single bit of getting to whatever the objective or goal was. And when anything fell off of my path or we got diverted, I was incapable of dealing with it. I would just like fly into a fit of rage because I wasn't in control of the situation, which is a massive fallacy anyway, because none of us are in control of anything. (laughs) (laughs) But it took me a long time to relearn that lesson of, not being so attached to a specific outcome or the specific steps to get there. Um, And it is a fine balance between setting a goal for yourself because otherwise we have no purpose in life and don't want to do anything. So we, we, it's important to have those goals, um, but how you're going to get there. Yeah. The, the universe or God or source or whoever is your person, um, probably knows way better than you could ever imagine what the best way to get there is. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, when we're looking at our, our health and fitness, you know, I, I know my ultimate goal is fit and healthy. And then I give myself markers of what would fit and healthy look like and feel like, you know, if I imagine myself fit and healthy, how would I know that I have achieved that? So I give myself markers, but I don't attach to the markers. The goal is fit and healthy. The markers are simply ways of knowing. It's like a mile marker. How far have I come? You know, and I might need to change those markers. Okay, so she needs to go to bed together with you. Sorry about that. Um. And so when you, when you realize that this is just a mile marker, this just tells me how far I've come. If I change routes or I change roads, I might have to adjust those markers. Because if I realize that I'm on the wrong road and this road is not taking me to that place that I wanted to go, well, the mile markers are completely irrelevant now. They were, they're, they're mile markers on the wrong road. <laughs> right okay yeah to break that down let's say yes your goal is to be fit and healthy Mm -hmm. uh now and whatever that means to you is what it means to you that's your picture of your health to say i want to lose 10 pounds well that is not your goal that's one of your intentions for achieving your goal Right. That's just one aspect. Ways that I will know if I'm on the right path or not. Running 5K is one of the. But if I get diarrhea and vomiting and I lose 10 pounds in three days, that might not be what I was intending. That is not fit and healthy. Right. Okay. So so let's be realistic. You know. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, there's there's mile markers and there's mile markers. I I know after having Isabella, I wanted to, you know, get rid of the baby fat and everything. Well, I got dengue fever. And I went down to after that fever, the lowest weight I'd had since I was 23. I was so exhausted I could not walk more than half a kilometer without needing to go and have a nap. 
I would literally be sitting there and somebody go, what TV program are you watching? I'm not sure. My brain was simply not functioning. It was fried. Okay. And so when you recognize that, you know, yes, I wanted to lose that baby fat. No, I did not want to lose it that way. And I certainly didn't want to lose that much. I I lost so much fat. I no longer could breastfeed. That was not what I intended. You know, so it is that attachment of what are you, you know, what is the goal, the ultimate outcome, but let's look at what the path is, you know, fit and healthy is not lose all your fat because I literally, I burned all my body fat in that fever. Um, that was not a good place to be. It took me about eight months to recover. Yeah. I think, too, you don't you find that a lot of ladies who are have set themselves up of this is how much I need to lose by this date. Um, they've attached themselves to that date, that weight. And then when it doesn't happen, it's everything else around them that's their that's everybody else's fault. It's the diet's fault. It's oh, it's this and it's that. But instead, if they would have set it up as this is a goal that, yes, I want to be there and and not be attached to how they're going to get there, they would achieve it a lot easier. Does that make sense? Yes. Wouldn't be so stressful. It wouldn't be so hard on them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when somebody comes to you though, for example, Sarah or, or Sandra, and they say, well, you know, I've got this goal of, I want to lose 50 pounds by my wedding day in eight months time. Well, I would, I would ask, what is it that they really want? Aha. Okay. And start from there and work my way back to. How are you going to try to achieve that objective? It's probably not that I want to lose 50 pounds by September 30th. It's that I want to feel really good and sexy in my wedding dress, whatever that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be toning the body and, and working on body shape as opposed to what, you know, size and weight sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a combination of all of that. And, you know, maybe my client loses 40 pounds, but is super supple and toned at that time and, and realizes that, you know, some of these curves are pretty awesome. Maybe I ought to keep them, you know, and absolutely, yeah. it still boils down to what's the inside job, what's happening on the inside. And the other thing also, you know, how, how healthy and well do I look? You know, there's no point in losing 50 pounds and looking drawn and haggard from doing it. You know, um, how's my skin look? Um, How, you know, do I have a glow? Right. Am I eating enough to maintain an appropriate amount of energy to carry me through the day so that I don't contract some illness because my immune system is so suppressed because of not eating enough and getting new, new nutrients? I mean, that, you know, 
I wouldn't yeah. coach somebody on a specific diet. I'm not Jenny Craig and I'm not Weight Watchers. Uh, that's that's not what I would be doing. I'd be working on all the other aspects with my client. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know for me, my question would be, well, you know, okay, I understand that's kind of how you see this, but what do you want to look like? What do you want to feel like? Yeah. Um, and let's work on the look, you know, on, on how you're going to get there. Now, it might be that I say, okay, you, you might want to get a personal trainer. It might be, well, let's work on this, but that's part of it. It's not the internal work. And I read a quote, um, I'm trying, Jack Canfield, that said, you know, one hour of inner work is worth seven hours of action. And so, you know, are you doing the inner work? You know, if you're working a seven, an eight hour day, are you doing the one hour to seven hour ratio of, you know, making sure, you know, like Steve Covey says, your ladder's against the right wall. Yeah. You know, there's no point in being attached, like I said before, to mile markers on this road and then finding out I'm on the wrong road. Right. Even in the example of the, you know, the bride to be who wants to lose 50 pounds. If that stays as her only goal, then she's setting herself up for either a win or a lose. And if, if she doesn't, you know, lose 50 pounds, she's, (laughs) she's going to she's going to internalize all of that and feel bad about herself and her failure um, because of having a single faceted approach to what her actual goal was. So it's really just reframing it. Really, what is her why? Why does she want yeah. to lose? What? Well, not only that, I could, lose, I, could, I could lose 50 pounds off my legs or off my breasts and not like the new body shape. True. You know, um, where do you want to lose that from? For what purpose? You know, um, you know, I know for me, a friend of mine said to me about 18 months ago, I'm really worried because you put on a lot of weight around your middle and that's unhealthy weight that tells me your insulin resistance is back. And I woke up. It, she didn't say you're fat. Yeah. It's an indicator of something that's going on internally. Exactly. She was like, I've noticed that this is where you're putting on weight. And that tells me that you're not taking care of yourself. And I needed to hear that from her. It was the best thing any friend could say to me. You know, other friends said, I noticed you put on weight. I didn't give a damn. I didn't care. But the moment she reminded me of where I was putting on weight and what that specific weight meant health-wise, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yes, I do care. Then it was important. This is important. This I care about. And it it was not a criticism. It was simply, have you noticed this? Right. You know, and I was like, uh oh, And did I need to go back to a nutritionist? No, I didn't. I knew what I needed to do. You know, and since then, I've lost that specific weight. Um, Do I weigh any less today than I did then? Maybe about five pounds. It's gone to other places in my body, but it's gone to places in my body that are healthy. That I'm perfectly happy to have, you know, 
extra weight in. Okay. But it's not in that part of my body that I think this is a problem. Yeah. So, you know, fit and healthy, where am I carrying my weight? Yeah. You know, um, and, and that does matter there, you know, there's, there's, I've, I've got a friend that I am worried about because she has slender legs and she has slender arms and she has a very big middle and I'm sitting there going, this is not good. This is not healthy weight, you know, because exactly where she's carrying it is to me, health issues. You know, it's not overall weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there's all those things that, you know, what is the outcome? And like we said, no attachment. One question I did have for us ladies before we go, because I'm going to talk to the ladies tomorrow about mantras and affirmations and, you know, what they tell themselves. Is there anything that you tell yourself regularly or daily that really helps you with this process? Hmm. I don't know specifically about not getting attached if I have a mantra or uh, <laughs> recent studies in, you know, A Course in Miracles is making me question <laughs> everything, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this doesn't mean what I think it means. I don't have an attachment to my response to your question. <laughs> or I'm not angry for the reasons I think I'm angry. Yeah. Um. Your question isn't what you asked. Um. Yeah, yeah. I know that the, the, the one thing I tell myself regularly is I am enough. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's one that's stuck in my mind of I am enough. I, you know, I'm enough to work through this. I'm enough to, 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 to get through whatever the challenges that I have today. Um, and, you know, today, for example, I had one of those days where I made breakfast for my daughter. And I realized when I got to the office that I hadn't made breakfast for myself. And at lunchtime, I made lunch for my daughter and I grabbed something that had been cooked yesterday and I didn't bother heating it. And I ate it on the run because I had another call. And I've made dinner for my daughter and sat her down at the table to eat it and made myself a hot chocolate because I'll make dinner once we're off this call. I've had one of those days. But, you know, the, the, the thing to myself was, you know what, that's just today. Tomorrow I will be more organized. Tomorrow, I'm going to organize my food before I go to the office so that I'm not just worrying about did she have lunch, but actually worrying about did I have lunch as well, you know? Um, and the other mantra I have is the nanny arrives back next week. It's okay. <laughs> you can survive one more week. <laughs> I think my, my newest embodied mantra and this isn't specific about attachments, but it's I can because I am. Yes. Absolutely. And I love that. I can because I am. It is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the gift from some peer coaching from Beth and Wendy Bruce the other day. So yeah, <laughs> they had me excavate that from who knows where, but here it, is. it was definitely within you because you came up with it just like that. <laughs> yeah. My I know I have one very similar that is I can, I, I, I am, I can, I will. Yes. How about you, Sandra? Sandra, um, anything, anything last like that? Yeah, um, mine is, I am enough. I am worthy. I will. Watch mm -hmm. me. I can do this. Awesome. Absolutely mm -hmm. awesome. And it's just reminding yourself, you know, that's that's my internal, that, that's got to be my internal voice as opposed to the one that says, you're just so messed up. You're never going to pull this together. You know, um, well, I retired that guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Had a ceremony oh, for him and everything. On a beach somewhere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That inner critic. I don't need to listen to that one. Well, thank you so much, ladies. This has been fabulous as always. As always. Um, to Susan and Andrea and the others that are watching us, thank you so much for being with, with us this evening. Um, and good evening and good night. <laughs> night. <laughs>